0: another episode of the fly in the wall show man i'm so happy I made it this far i would never let fear hold me back ever again and i got a special guest it's about to be an amazing conversation
1: i got the legendary power move maker shaker it's about to be an amazing conversation man I swear I hear it all like a fly on the wall But truly, I'm not small, I'm the flyest of all And it's a meeting ground for the blessed and profound Now how this talk you around, you better turn up your sound Cause if you wanna be great, you gotta learn from the greats. Analyze what they say and avoid their mistakes If you got what it takes, just give me a call I'm here, they hear it all, it's the Fly on the Wall show
0: What's up everybody, it's your boy J.R. Lee And I'm back for another special episode of the Fly on the Wall show and I got a very special guest today. I got a fashionable guest today, and he goes by the name of London Couture. And London, for the people who may not know who you are yet, can you can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do, sir?
1: Hello, everyone. I am a fashion designer here in Atlanta, Georgia. I specialize in women's formal wear, more in particular celebrations like birthdays, banquets, anniversaries, red carpet. Fairs, appearances. So I specialize in all of your looks that you need to have a look. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm located right now in the East Point area of Georgia, um, in historical East Point. Um, the studio is London Couture Studios. The Couture Studios. Are you are you a native of Georgia or Atlanta? I'm a native of Richmond, Virginia. So I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, um, for four years now.
0: Four years. Okay, that's nice. What what brought you to Atlanta?
1: My career. Um, I had a sense of knowing that Atlanta, Georgia is one of the next black Hollywood locations um, with film and music being booming here. It, I thought it would be a, an amazing idea to move here. So um, that's what charged my relocation.
0: Absolutely. When it comes to fashion, what like did you always want to get into fashion? What, how did you how did you know that you wanted to be a fashion designer? You know, how did that spark your interest?
1: Well, I always had an interest in art in general—not um, necessarily fashion design—but I've always had an interest in art. Um, I've been a great illustrator since I was literally a kid. Um, I used to ace all my art classes, music. I was always into those things, but it wasn't until I hit like it wasn't until I hit like high school. Um, I mean, of course around that time, around, well, before that time, I was interested in fashion generally, but it wasn't until I hit like high school, like my junior year until I was like, okay, fashion design is definitely a thing. So, um, at that time, my junior year, I just started crafting. I started making clothes out of hot glue, um, safety (laughs) pin and stuff together and just being like real crappy and creative. Absolutely. So like,
0: when was it, So um, do you do, like, do you do, like, the cut and sew yourself? Are you into
1: cut and sew? Yes, I do the entire process myself. Um, The life cycle starts as a idea um, in which turns into a sketch. um, Through your inspiration and your ideas and our conversation, our consultations, we turn it into a sketch. And then we talk about the fabrication or the textiles. Um, Once we finalize that, it becomes a product. So... After that, I create a muslin sample for the for the client. And then we turn that sample or the muslin into a pattern. Um, Then I make the pattern and then the pattern becomes the actual garment. Um, And of course, in between there, we have like fittings and things of that nature. But um, for the most part, I do the entire process by myself. That's amazing.
0: Is there like a do you have a particular favorite part of that process that like kind of excites you the most?
1: Um, I like the illustration process um, and then I like the fittings. I like when the client comes to the fittings and I can do markups and pin here and um, do style lines on the muslin. Like that's probably my favorite part.
0: Absolutely. That's amazing. Man. And so, you know, in your own words, you know, fashion, a lot of people describe fashion in their own words. You know, they have different definitions. What's your definition of fashion for you?
1: Oh, my definition is the expression of self. It's the expression of your soul, letting people know who your soul is um, beyond what they see on the outside. So I, I really believe that fashion is the creative expression of your soul.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful answer, Matt. Are there any Thank people you. that... Of course, of course. Are there any people that... You've you worked with quite a few people so far. I've seen like some people that you collaborated on your Instagram page. You know, congratulations to that. Are there Thank any you. people that you've worked with that kind of like, damn, I've come so far. Like, I,
1: I really did that. Oh, man. Um, I have to say in particular, we, we've we actually been working um, together here lately. Cash Doll, I remember when I first moved to Georgia, um, I was bumping her music, me and my nieces. We would just bump her music. Um, and so just recently, I had a moment where I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I went from bumping the music and trying to figure out, you know, where I fit here in Atlanta to literally working with the artists that some of the artists that I admire most of that I've always wanted to work with. So um, that was a moment. Um, I remember um, another pivotal moment was when I worked with Lil' Kim the first time. Wow. And wow, that was mind-boggling. Um, <laughs> because of course, you know, if you're into fashion, you know that little Kim is an icon in fashion. Yeah, she be serving um, your looks, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of the, one of the first um, artists to be endorsed by a major fashion house, and so because of that, you know, she's an icon. <laughs> she has set so many trends. Um, that is not even funny, but that was another moment that I had that was so pivotal and I was like in awe.
0: That's um. amazing, man. Is there anybody that you haven't worked with yet, you know, knock on wood that you eventually want to work with? Like what's your dream?
1: Like, oh absolutely. I have a long list. <laughs> I have a long list. Angelina Jolie, Tarazi wow. Henson. Oh man, um Issa oh Issa oh man. <laughs> It's a long absolutely. list. <laughs> hey, what a, absolutely,
0: what? Absolutely, like what about them that draws your interest? Like, is it like
1: their personality? Is it their, their womanhood? It's their womanhood. It's their elegance. Um, it's the grace that they show um, in their looks and in their their poisonous. Um, It's how they um, articulate fashion. Um, those women are women who they may not absolutely adore fashion the way I do. But they have a vision within the fashion world, and I just like how they appreciate it. Um, I like how they're able to articulate it on themselves. Um, Taraji definitely being number one. I cannot wait to put my hands on her. Yeah, that's one um, of my
0: favorite people, Taraji. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I love her so much. She's definitely a huge inspiration.
0: Absolutely, man. That's amazing. I definitely could see you working with Taraji in the very near future, right?
1: This so, man... Yeah.
0: As an entrepreneur, it gets very difficult, right? Was there any, like, defining moment for you where it's just, like, you you felt like, oh, man, like, I don't know if this is for me, but then you had to, like, all right, let's snap out of it. Like, let's get it together. Like, what's that what was that defining moment for you?
1: I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of defining moments.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of
1: defining moments. Um, oh, where do I start? Um, as an entrepreneur especially if you're someone who's creative. I I always tell people I'm very straight up. I'm very, I'm transparent. I'm not a businessman. I'm a creator. I'm a creator. I am an innovator. I'm a creative. And I do the business because it has to be done. Um, And I have a lot of defining moments. I mean, I have defining moments maybe once a week, maybe twice a a week. Yeah, because it gets hard. hard, you know. Hard. As, a, as, a creative, sometimes, as a creative, sometimes it's hard to see the road because you're focused on the little details in the road, not necessarily focusing on where the road leads to. Um, and so it gets tough. Um, sometimes you have to, you know, smack yourself, talk to yourself, cry a little bit, then get back on course. And so I get that all the time. I'm not gonna lie. I get that all the time. Um, but I think the beauty in it, is being able to put your blinders on after that moment and just see straight ahead and just keep going um i remember i made a joke on facebook quite a while back um saying i quit every day i quit fashion every day every <laughs> and every day. day i'm gonna get back up and do it again you know and so i tell people don't mind me i'm just quitting <laughs> every moment, Absolutely. And then I get back up and do it again. So I quit fashion like two, three times a week. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> no, but that's, real. that's
0: I, honest. You know, a lot of people yeah. are not gonna admit that. You just see like the, you just see it looks like it's it looks like it's perfect on the outside. You see the big clients, you see the beautiful pieces, and you just see the glam. But not everybody is willing to admit that, yo. This thing is hard, you know, this thing is hard. It's
1: very, very, very hard. And people see, like, fashion is such a superficial industry. It's an expensive industry. It's a $300 billion industry. However, it is very superficial and it's very hard. And a lot of times looking at the glamour and the rhinestones and the feathers and the shiny fabrics can have you think that it's so easy and it's so, you know, like, it's just a piece of cake. And it's not, you know, like, you literally have to be in this game because it is a passion. Um, the, the, those people that get handouts and that are given stuff and that scam to get stuff and those people won't understand why I'm coming from. Right. I'm I'm coming for the people who understand. Hey, I'm doing this right from rock bottom. Yeah. I come from this, and I got to take my little two pennies and make it look like that. I'm talking about those type of people, and so it gets hard. But like I said, the beauty in it is being able to put those blinders back on once you quit and be like, look, let's go you know
0: how do do you find balance with it all like what are some things that you do like do you have any like practice maybe spiritual practice do you you know exercise do you like you know do you meditate what are some of the things you do to kind of keep yourself grounded
1: so i do two things um one is definitely the prayer and meditation absolutely Oh, Lord, if you don't pray <laughs> and meditate, I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it. Um, A lot of times I cut on gospel music. Working late at night is a thing for me. Um, I like working when it's dark and when nobody's calling my phone. So um, at night, I like to put on my T.D. Jakes or my Michael Todd mm-hmm. or my Cheryl Brady, and I just let it play. And um, if I'm not in like that type of mood, sometimes I'll just work in silence and just let my mind race and let it spin until it can't spin no more. And then I'm clear. Um, Other times I will stop orders and I'll just be creative and create something that I want to put out, you know, something that, you know, so that I can release my creative juices because you can get clouded very fast. Um, I average a lot of clients a week, um, from the website, from Instagram, to walk-ins, to my high-profile clients, and so it can be a bit much. So to pull that creativity back in, and then to ground myself a little bit more, I'll listen to gospel, or I'll listen to some motivational speaking, or I'll create something um, to give myself a creative outlet.
0: Well, that's amazing, man. I'm glad you have these different practices to kind of have that, you know, that balance for yourself, and, you Thank know... You. Um, Shout out to your your amazing team. You know, shout out to um, you know your your uh, your assistant Ashley was able to help me curate this whole conversation. You know, for you, how important is it to have a team to be able to help you? You know, for the areas that you need help in. You know, maybe the areas that you may have are lacking in because you have to put your time and your energy in other places. How important is a team for you?
1: Um, well, you know, like the old saying, "There's no I in team." Absolutely. Um, a team is very important, especially when you're on the brink of. A breakthrough. Um, yes. Team is very important because you can't do everything yourself. Um, you can't handle the business, handle the clients, handle the communication, the marketing, the creative process, the sourcing, going, going to pick up fabrics, answering the phone. You can't do all of that by yourself. So it is very important to have a team. Um, and Jamila has been amazing. Uh, she's my executive assistant and she has been awesome shout out to her it is very it's very important in all caps
0: very important (laughs) (laughs) absolutely man and so you know you may not remember but i actually you know um met you by by complete accident a couple months ago i remember Um, absolutely in the fabric store man and you know you said something very important that i don't think a lot of people really pay attention to you was like you know I can get a fabric in here. I can make it look like a million bucks, right? How important is it to be resourceful, especially when it comes to fashion?
1: Um, You can't work with me if you're not resourceful. That's Mm -hmm. how important it is. Um, Oh, man. You have to be so resourceful. Um, I think a lot of times what people don't understand is when you look at top-notch iconic houses like, you know, Gucci and Givenchy and Prada and valenciaga and chanel and you know uh, louis vuitton and i mean you name it a lot of times they're designing their own fabrics
0: right
1: most of the time they're designing their fabrics most of the time they're having stuff brought in from whatever country and the pub the general public does not understand that So it gets hard when, you know, when you come to us with a particular design and you're like, I like that fabric. So it gets hard, you know, trying to articulate designs and and style sometimes. So you have to be so creative in the production process. Like, you have to be very resourceful. Um, Dyeing fabrics, you know, hand beading fabrics. A lot of times you'll see uh, gowns on TV and you won't be able to find that fabric in the store. You can't go Uh to Joanne's and find that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, you have to be so resourceful. And that's something that I always tell, like, you know, my assistants and like other designers when I am connecting with them, like you have to just be resourceful. You have to figure it out. Um, And that's something that I always pride myself on because I just always figure it out, you know, um, I think the basis of my figuring it out is that I'm a person who likes quality I like good quality good quality looks and and things so I can guarantee a good quality garment Absolutely, everything man. else we're gonna figure out <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, you, you gotta definitely do that gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta be resourceful in anything that you do man and you know um you know di- you know dealing with some of these clients right I'm sure it can be quite stressful Have you ever had to like i'm not gonna say, have you ever had you don't have to say no names or anything but have you ever had to like check a client or fire a client like you know what my energy is worth way more than this 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 dollar amount have you ever had those moments for you
1: oh absolutely I, yeah absolutely I mean <laughs> I don't typically say you're fired or you know I don't want to work with you I just give them you know some professional terminology like unfortunately we're booked out or <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we have maxed our clientele for the week you know I'll say something yeah. like that yeah. Um, But yeah, you get that all the time and clients are very entitled, you know, that comes with the territory, you know, if you're not, if you're not open to entitled clients, entitled artists, entitled celebrities, entire entitled assistants, like you can't do this. Like I said before, it's a very superficial lane. It's all about what you look like. It's all about what you're creating. It's all about the next piece you can put out. And if you can't deal with the entitlement, that is not a lane for you. But yeah, you, you always have to deal with that. I mean, I have clients that call me at three, four, five o'clock in the morning, you know, which is why I'm so glad I, you know, I have an assistant now. But, but yeah. yeah. I have... <laughs> now when they call, I'm, you know, I'm good. I handle that very well. I just don't answer the phone, you know, but, you know, absolutely. Like you have to fire clients all the time um, and you have to train people how to work with you too. You have to, a lot of times you have to train people to work with you, clients included, because a lot of times they don't understand this process if they've never gone through this process. So it is up to you and how you handle those situations um, to teach the client on how to work with you.
0: Yeah, mm, train people, teach people how to treat you accordingly. I think that's definitely a bar. And, um, you mm. know, in your, in your industry, how important is um networking for you? And do you think, do you do you, do you network at all? or
1: network, however you call it? I don't network the traditional way, Um, you know, going to events, passing on cards. I don't network the traditional way because I'm such a... uh, I don't want to say I am an introvert because I'm kind of not, but in a way, I'm kind of to myself, (laughs) in a way. Um, So I don't necessarily network the traditional way, but when I'm out grocery shopping, running errands, I am the type of person that is going to talk to you. You know, mm-hmm. if if I overhear that you need help or if I overhear that you're trying to figure something out and I've done it before and, or, yeah, you know, I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you <laughs> yeah. it air hustling. But I think that's one of the <laughs> best ways to network. You're like, oh, I think mm-hmm.
0: I can help you with that. And just insert yourself.
1: Yeah, so I don't typically network the traditional way because I'm not like a party person. I don't like right. being around large groups of people and large crowds even beyond COVID, I just, I've never been interested in it. So, and actually my, my executive assistant, she's pushing me into that now. I know she's always fussing at me about, you have to do this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I appreciate <laughs> but, you yeah. for being
0: on the show. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun so no, far.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And you know, man, I had this one question I was going to ask you, man, but You know, one of the questions that I like to ask all of my guests that come on this show is their definition of success, right? Now, success, it may vary depending on where you are in your life. It doesn't have to be monetary at all. Like, what is your definition of success?
1: My definition, that's a good question um, because it is different person to person. My definition of success is just being able to achieve the goals that you set for yourself. Um, Not the superficial, you know, goal that you know everyone has set for you but um my definition would definitely be um being able to achieve the goals that i have set for myself and if i have achieved those goals on my own or whether i've gotten a little assistance i feel like that is success um so yes i do consider myself to be successful
0: absolutely definitely absolutely and where do you see where do you see London Contour in the next 3 to 5 years booming. <laughs> oh, <that's true>. so, <laughs> that's right. um,
1: just getting better, just getting better. There's no point where you're actually going to be like there. So, um, just see myself getting better. You know, um, I don't like to kind of dictate, you know, where I'm gonna be in a year and five years, but I do like to say, I want to be better. I want to be better than where I am today. Um, I do want to build my clientele More, I want to dive more into working with actresses and um, some of the top-notch stylists um, and perfecting my gift, perfecting the brand, um, perfecting the marketing and, you know, just kind of really zoning in on the brand as it is Um, and building my own fashion house. Um, If you didn't know, um, I opened my own fashion design studio Mm -hmm. two months ago. And I'm very excited about it, well, almost two months ago, I'm very excited about it, so just being better
0: absolutely, absolutely. Do you have any um if influences like is there anybody like any stylist or any particular designer influence you or inspires you? Do you have any muses, anything like that
1: um, yeah, um well, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm my <laughs> muse. <laughs> 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 I ain't my own muse. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um Olivier um for Balmain has been a huge inspiration. Um he's been a huge inspiration and sometimes I look for him um and his brand for a guide or for inspiration. Um I just I just love how he is able to make any woman look young and fresh and fun and daring and trendy but still classic and still sexy I love all those things about that brand um, and what he brings as a creative director um, who else I'll just say that one I won't give too many I'll say that one but I, I love what he does
0: is there any stylist per se that you want to collaborate that you haven't collaborated with
1: Lux Law, I'm coming for you, brother.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zarina, I'm coming for you, girl. <laughs> really? Absolutely. I would love to work with Lux Law. I would love to work with Zarina. Those are some of my faves right now. Um, I'm stalking them on their Instagram platforms.
0: <laughs> it's okay. That's business.
1: <laughs> so yeah, those are, um, for right now where I am, I would love to connect with those stylists and just um, work with them. But what I'm doing with my brand is I'm actually putting out my first collection. Ooh,
0: that's Very, amazing. very,
1: very, very, very soon. So um, they'll have something to see very, very, very soon.
0: Oh man, what can people expect from this co- from this collection that you dropped
1: very, very soon? Powerful, nice. powerful, sexy, um, exotic, um, different. That is a big word for me. Um, different. I know it sounds kind of you know kindergarten, but different will be a big word for me in this collection. Um, I'm showing a side of me that I have not shown before. Um, I'm being more daring i'm being more forefront um oh I'm being more bold um how many more educators can i give? um yeah i'm just i'm going head game in like i'm going very, very daring very different absolutely do you do you think that
0: you're competitive at all like have you ever seen somebody be like oh i got i gotta do i gotta do better than that like are you competitive at all
1: I'm competitive with myself. Um, I don't, I don't look at any other brands, um, on my level. Um, I don't try to mimic, I don't try to feed the trend. Um, I don't actually, I don't feed the trend. Um, I'm a trendsetter, so I don't feed the trend. Um, I don't look to any others. Like I said, Olivier is one of my faves and definitely a huge inspiration to me right now. But other than that, I'm mostly inspired by my emotion and how I feel, Mm -hmm. um my moods um and that's how I create so um yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely no absolutely absolutely you got to be your own competition man you know speaking about your your emotions and your moods right how important it's like the last question I'm gonna ask I'm not gonna keep you
1: too much longer oh hey (laughs) I'm here for the questions this is fine
0: (laughs) oh cool okay cool then how how important is environment and energy for you
1: uh, it's very important. Um, I I can't work with chaos. I don't work well um, with like high volume air, um, workspaces. I guess. I um, mean that's something that I recently learned. Um, I don't work well with a lot of like in and out, in and out, loud talking. Um, I just like my soft music. Um, a lot of times in the studio, I have like my Runway show, shows playing on the um, plasma on the, on the flat screen. But other than that. Um, it's, it's very, it's very, very, very important to me. Um, a lot of times I'll work with motivational speaking in the background. Or, um, sometimes I even work with prayer going, um, it's, it's very important to me. I cannot work in chaos. Um, as far as the inspiration of it, it definitely has to be inspiring, um, colors, windows, mm. Um, fabrications, hanging, like there has to be some element of art and fashion and beauty somewhere. That's that's dope. That's dope, man.
0: And you know, I know that you 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 mostly design for the ladies. Do you ever make men pieces as well, or just for just? Um, for men?
1: I do men pieces by like special order. So like if I have a client whose husband or boyfriend or son or whoever wants something, then I'll determine just based on what it is. But for right now, I am completely zoning away from menswear so that I can 100% zone into women's wear. Um, I love the silhouette of a woman's body. I love how dainty and ladylike women are. I love the curves and the shapes. So I really want to like engulf in that right now. So no, I won't be taking like any like orders from menswear no time soon.
0: Absolutely. Do you do you travel for your clients? Have you ever gotten like fluid out? I do. Or-
1: uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> not- it's it's a normal here. Um, we recently went to the VMA's, which was nice. Um, I went to Vegas for a client, that was nice. I went to New York City for a client, that was great. I went to Charlotte for a client recently. That well, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Actually, I'll talk about that. So I went to Charlotte um, because a wedding planner uh, who's like slash a wedding stylist, um, if you will, she styles brides. So she called me one night, one evening, it's probably about five, and she's like, I need you. So I'm like, okay, what do you need? So she's like, I have a bride. Her reception gown did not come for the wedding. So you're the only person that we knew could pull it off. So I was like, okay, um, when is the wedding? Tomorrow. (laughs) What? Did that? Okay, I'm gonna let you finish. (laughs) Tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, well that doesn't seem too crazy. I get a lot of overnight looks. Um, So for me, at that point, it's just like finding the right look for you because we can produce. We got about an hour before the fabric store is closed. So I'm like, okay, well, she's like, but here's the kicker. Um, She's in Charlotte. I'm like, what? So and that was the kicker that she was in Charlotte. So the fact that the fabric stores were closing at like six, um, that left me no room to do anything. So um, I developed a plan. I sat in David's Bridal all night looking at gowns Um, from probably about 630 to nine. I was in David's Bridal just seeing if I could find a gown for her because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. So um, I sat there, figured it out. I prayed about it. Prayer is always first. If I don't pray, my looks are not coming out right. So if you got a look that didn't come out right, I ain't pray.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's real, though. I'm
1: kidding, but I'm serious. (laughs) But um, So... So, um, so I came up with a plan. So I talked to her. I was like, "Okay, listen, this is what we can do. I can't guarantee nothing, cause, but this is what we can do. Do you want to take the sacrifice? <laughs> we had less than a day than a because day. at that point it's already it's, it's almost nine o'clock. So what okay. I did was I I never went to bed that night because I didn't want to oversleep oversleep because I had been up working anyway. So All I right. didn't go to sleep. I got up like about six a.m. showered. Packed a bag. I had everything that I could possibly think of. Um, then I came up with a look with the stylist and told her this is what we can do. So I got on the road. I got to the fabric stores first. Got everything I needed, all the beading, the fabrics, the lace, everything that I needed. I got it um, when the doors of these fabric stores opened. Right. Um, and the amazing part was the two stores that I needed to go to were literally down the street from each other. Right. And so I had to drive, like, about 30 minutes away to the stores. But the stores that I needed to go to were literally on the same street. And they probably so don't I open till like, stuff. maybe 8,
0: 9 o'clock in the morning. Hmm? They probably don't even open until, like, probably, like, 8 or 9 o'clock in the
1: morning. Yeah, so oh, first, all, first of all, they did not open until 9. And then oh. one store did not open until 10. So, and mind you, we got to go to Charlotte, and it's a Saturday. Did, so, you, did you fly or did you drive? No, we couldn't fly because I had to make sure that I could take all of my equipment. Oh, you know, I don't man. have time to go through security. And That's like a four-hour four drive, right?
0: It's three and, three and a half
1: hours. Three and a half hours. Well, it was three and a half for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so
0: doesn't.
1: I got on the road at like 1130, and I just prayed. I was like, Lord, you know this lady, lady need her dress. Help her brother out. Got on the highway, and I sped the entire way there. Then I got to a point where there was like traffic. So I got on the meet, not the meeting, like the side, the shoulder. And I drove the shoulder for about a mile. And after that, I got it. So I got there at like 3.30 on the dot. Her wedding started at four o'clock, right? So I get to her bridal suite. I can't remember if she knew or if she did not know that, you know, she had the dress situation, but her, I think her wedding party was changing, either her or the wet somebody was changing. So she had to have a dress. So I got there to her bridal suite. I set up, I found my table, got my chair and just set everything up. So here comes the ride walking in. So my chest is in my feet. So she was walking in. So she's like, hey. So at that point, they did tell her what what had happened. So she was like, OK, you think you can do it? And I'm like.
0: <laughs> Dude, that,
1: "Hold on!" At this point, the dress wasn't made yet, was it? The dress had not even been started at four o'clock. <laughs> at four o'clock, I hadn't even pulled the fabric out the bag yet. All I had set up was the table and the machines. So she's like, you think? Because I didn't want to start pulling stuff out then. Because I'm like, you go do your thing. Walk down the aisle. You know, like, you got it? Yeah. So as soon as she walked out the door, I took my shoes off. I started unpacking stuff. And we got on it. And I was literally freehanding everything. Like, I didn't have time for patterns. I didn't have time to really measure anything out. I literally just started cutting. In less than two hours, we had a gown. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you the video. Say so, you know if Absolutely. you want to post it. But yeah, Please. in less Absolutely. than two hours, we had an entire like wedding gown for her reception with all types of intricate beading and everything.
0: Wow. Like, okay, I'm pretty sure your your heart was probably pounding like during that moment. How did you feel after when she put it on and it was perfect? How did you feel at that moment? Like,
1: how did you feel? i'm not gonna lie i've had a lot of those moments before so i'm kind of used to that Mm -hmm. hey do i walk through the valley of the shadow i'm (laughs) like so used to that (laughs) so i was scared i was just trying to hold back like the intense anxiety but i was i was terrified i did not want to let this lady down like it was a moment where i was like i should not have never done this let me just get these people their money back like I was like, no, we can't turn now because I'm her only option. Like, (laughs) I was terrified, but when everything finished, so she came in because they were changing after the first dance. So she comes in, she's like, you ready? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And she's like. Yeah, she's probably like, Like she just could not believe that I had made this dress when she left the room. So we get her in it. One part of the dress, like you could kind of see um, you know, she wanted to just kind of hide some areas. So I was like, okay, you don't like the part? Okay, cool. I went to the table, I created like a little peplum in less than 30 okay. seconds, sewed it on the dress, let's go. <laughs> well, that,
0: well, that just speaks to like, that speaks to like, you know, you put in your hours and like you're an expert in your craft for you to be able to to do that, with and switch without any time at all.
1: Yeah, there was no time. Um, like her family, her friends were just words couldn't express like they were so thankful i got thanked by so many people it was amazing and and i felt the first i think the first emotion was <sighs> that was the first emotion and then the second most emotion was just i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> But at that point they're like okay whatever you want
0: <laughs> oh speaking about that i'm not sure did you see that like that article about the photographer who um who, they like, deleted the rally pictures
1: because they didn't feed? Yes, I did <laughs> see that. I did. Yeah. Listen, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Listen, <laughs> I, I thought that was so mean, if you ask me. I thought that was so mean, especially with such a discounted rate, like, just give that man a plate. Just yeah. Give that man like, a plate. It was, it was a terrible experience. Yeah, that like, was so was, mean, like, but, you, you know. You're supposed
0: to be friends and stuff. It was like, wow.
1: Yeah, it was very mean, very mean. And he did what he had to do. Absolutely. So before that, before that dress,
0: you made. I'm sure you prayed for that one or throughout the yes. whole time.
1: <laughs> I, no, I was praying the entire time, literally, like the entire time, like Jesus, Jesus, like literally praying the entire time.
0: Wow, man! But yeah, that was
1: a... um, that was a moment to know that, like, you literally like saved somebody's wedding because her gown was so huge and extravagant. She definitely needed something to change in. Like the gown was huge. And like the arms of it, like she had like draping on the arms and they dragged the floor and they were like so long. So she needed something to change in. So it was, it was definitely a good feeling to know that I was able to help this lady.
0: Absolutely saved the day. Are there any clients Mm -hmm. that like, you guys are still keeping contact? You guys talk regularly, you know, any, any clients like that, special clients where it's just like, it's just such a relationship It's more than just, you know, a transaction for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's like all of my clients, like everyone that comes here kind of turns into family per se, unless you just come in like, I just want one look and we done that never really happens. But, um, all of my clients kind of become family, you know, um, I'm young and what I know about the business of fashion is what I teach myself. You know, I went to school for fashion, but of course, you know, at some point you elevate beyond your formal training, and at that point, it's just basically what you research if you get into more formal training or if you get mentors. And um and so a lot of my clients have become like mentors or um I won't say friends, because I don't like to necessarily befriend my clients, but they have kind of become like family.
0: Yeah. So relationships are key, man.
1: You know, yeah, you know, I, I like the family thing. You know, I won't, I won't say friend because that's a super duper strong word, but I, some of my clients have definitely become family to where if I need anything, you just call.
0: That's good. That's good, man. And, you know, for any like up and coming designers out there or maybe someone who they like fashion, they want to get into it, but they don't really know how to get into like what they want to do. What are some tips or suggestions that you would recommend for them?
1: Getting into fashion, I would say check out your local area where you are to see if there are any schools or programs, community programs, or churches that offer some type of teaching in fashion. Um, and then I would find some type of business classes where you can take business because the thing is, you can be a creative all day. Once you take that first order, once you take somebody's money, and in return, you are to provide a service. You then become a business person. And so um, I would recommend to also find business classes to get in, get into, find some lady that's been sewing all her life, some guy that's been sewing, um, some tailor seamstress. See if you can work with um, local um, like cleaners to do their alterations. Um, and that's a great way to start to learn how to sew too is alterations. Um, yeah, I would say that's a great way to start.
0: Absolutely. Do you offer any mentorship yourself? Do you have any people that come to you looking for guidance and you're like, Hey, I'll help you out like tutor delays or anything like that? Uh,
1: I won't say mentorship, but I right. do have um, people that do come to me often for assistance, for guide guidance, um, for advice, um, and counsel and uh, I, I welcome that, you know, i as much information as I can give, I'll give, you know, I'm very secure in who I am and my gift. So I don't mind providing information. It's really just like the time. Um, Time is very limited for me because I just, I do so much, but absolutely. I have people that I kind of counsel or give advice to.
0: Absolutely, man. That's amazing. And, you know, London, I just want to say this was an amazing interview. I just want to say, thank you so much for your energy. Great personality. You had me laughing the entire interview. I wish you, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I wish you nothing but success, brother. Like, it was a great interview. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.
0: Absolutely, man. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for rushing back. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: All right, have a good one.